Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with a Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we're chatting with Sarah Godshaw. She is the founder of Sidway Swim. She walks us through her career path, designing swimwear for larger brands, and finally launching her own namesake swimwear line. I don't want to be relying on someone else to make sure I get maternity leave and make sure I have enough money, and if I get let go, then I'm screwed, and I just want to have control and I want to own something that I feel like I can build Mm -hmm. and have ownership of and have flexibility. It was so amazing hearing how she juggles motherhood and entrepreneurship. Certainly inspired me and I'm sure it'll inspire you. We also talk about her sentimental pieces of jewelry and play with some of our favorite clear-cut bling. Today we are with the amazing Sarah Sidway Gotcha, founder of Sidway Swim. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Olivia. Of course. So Sarah has this amazing swimwear brand, and we really want to kind of start from the beginning and figure out how did you get into swimwear to to begin with? Like, did you always have a knack for designing growing up? Like, tell us, like, where these roots originated from. Awesome. Will do. So (laughs) when, I mean, I think everybody that's, in the fashion design industry has kind of these like cute childhood stories and mine is just that I remember being in third and fourth grade and I would tell my friends like oh you need a new wardrobe (laughs) and I would draw on a piece of printer paper them in the middle and I'm I have really bad drawing skills like my my natural drawing skills are incredibly poor so these fourth grade drawings were horrible and there's you know the girl in the middle like a paper doll and then I would draw her school uniform and how she really should be styling it. I would draw her weekend clothes, her her pizza net Friday, no uniform day clothes. <laughs> and it would be called like Alexandra's wardrobe or Emily's wardrobe. And on top of that, um, my mom and I definitely bonded a lot shopping and my dad uh, owns a luggage company and they do a lot of like travel goods and travel accessories and a lot of handbags. So I think I always grew up sort of in this focus on creating consumer goods. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, when I decided to go into fashion, I always thought I would go into it on less of the artistic side and more of the business management side. Mm -hmm. So I started at community college. I started early. I dropped out of high school. So I started at SMC when I was 15 and a half or 16. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of a dumb idea, but it worked out in the end. (laughs) Um, And I planned on going to UCLA and doing a international business major and learning Mandarin. And I was like, I'm just going to be like Miss MBA. Yeah. And I started at SMC and I took a couple fashion illustration classes and I kind of thought they were really fun. And then I started taking the Mandarin classes and it turns out they were incredibly really hard. Yes. <laughs> like I learned nothing. I've been studying Mandarin literally since the day I was born and I still can't like speak it okay that's really comforting because the teacher would just be like sarah maybe next week you should try to study and i'd be like i've been studying every night it's so hard it's so hard yeah so it was just too hard it wasn't it wasn't really my calling and Mm -hmm. i think that i learned that at smc which is probably good i got that out of the way and there was a girl that was in my chinese class who was taking the class because she was a handbag designer for i think isabel fiore she worked for and I was like, oh, what school did you go to? And she was like, I went to Otis, but you won't be able to get in. And if you do get in, you won't be able to finish. It's really hard. What is Otis? Otis is um, kind of like the Parsons of LA. It's really small. It's it's like an art, fancy art school. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Otis. That's it. I'm doing it. So my boyfriend at the time was an artist and I was not. And I was like, you got to help me. I called admissions. I sat down. I was like, show me an example of the kind of work I need to get in. So I just like took a weekend and I was like, still life done, life drawn done. Like, and I just wrote a, I don't know, a good enough essay. And somehow I weaseled my way in. And I think I just really learned the artistic skills as like, more of a practical thing to need to know and less of a fine art artistic venture mm-hmm. than most of the other students. So halfway through, I was thinking it was like the second out of four years and everybody wanted to move to New York and they wanted to design for Calvin Klein and they wanted to do runway and it just didn't seem like they were thinking about if they were going to get paid and how much they were yeah. going to get paid and like what their life was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to own a business. I'm not trying to like starve in New York City. Yeah. So um, I decided to focus on swim and laundry because it's a huge industry here in LA and it's really easy to get a job and there's very few people focusing on it. Otis is like one of the few good design schools in LA. So there was very... There's very little competition for these jobs. So right out of school, I got an amazing job. Uh, I started working at uh, like a big swimwear conglomerate called, now it's called Manhattan Beachwear. And I was doing Rampage Women's Swim. I was doing the license and just like managing a little department. And I just got so much further, so much faster yeah. because I decided to like focus on something specific instead of just do, be everything to everyone. Yeah. So I just kind of stuck with it. And I think that's kind of the way, at least in general, if you want to have your own business or start something to be like niche and cater to like one specific community than trying to like do it all for everyone, because then you find like your community and people that are like so about it, kind of like what we do too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not different at all. So after you were working at that big swimmer corporation, like what led you to, what was your next job after that? Or like, why did you decide to leave? So I loved it there and I did so many different brands. I mean, I, I did like private label for Target, private label And you were designing all of it. Designing these. all of it and an assistant and pattern makers. And it was so hands-on. We had a sample room. I mean, I learned an insane amount. But at the end of the day, they were moving all of the headquarters to Orange County um and there was just like only so much I could really grow there I felt like I'd learned so much um but something was kind of telling me to look uh so I looked and I saw Nasty Gal was hiring and they wanted someone to launch their in-house lingerie and swimwear and at the time Nasty Gal was like what year was this oh god (laughs) what year is it now um (laughs) it's 2020 (laughs) maybe it was like 2012 that was when it was like Nasty Gal was like the coolest thing ever. It was like hands down. It was where I was getting all of my reference all my reference inspo for all of my private label yeah. design work. It was like the coolest of the cool. Yeah. And at the time I got really lucky because I was designing for within that corporate swim job. I was designing a line called Bikini Lab, which was their like juniors brand. Mm-hmm. And we had a suit that Nasty Gal bought and it was their number one seller. So it what was, like, was the suit? It was this um, neon, it was called Sorry for Party Blocking, or Sorry for Color Blocking. It was like a, a play on that song. Yeah. It's really classic. Um, and it was like kind of the Mondrian yeah. inspired. Mm-hmm. It was a neon with black color block. And so when I went to interview for Nasty Gal, I just, at first they didn't want to see me. At first they didn't want to see me. They wanted seven years experience. I think I had four, maybe three and a half. And I lived across the street from the office. The oh, that's so office. convenient. <laughs> yeah. So I just like went over and dropped off my book and kept writing my 
my future boss on LinkedIn, like, hi, uh, her name was Sarah Wilkinson, and she was the VP of design. I'd be like, hi, Sarah, um, I live across the street, hoping you'll look at this. And <laughs> eventually she had me in, and I just like weaseled my Persistent. way in. Yeah, I was like, I promise I'll do a good job. I understand the customer. I understand like how to design cool stuff at a low price. And yeah. It was just amazing. I, I loved it there. It was such an amazing community of young, hip, and extremely ambitious people. I feel like usually when you're just social, you meet people that are one or the other. And mm-hmm. it was really interesting to see girls that were wearing like sports bras and bike shorts with platform sneakers as their work outfit. Yeah. But, but they weren't, you know, they weren't working retail. They were like running our planning department or, yeah. you know, working in legal or, or PR or being taken really seriously and able to still be young and fashion forward and, and kind of sexy. Yeah, that's so cool. And I definitely probably bought like a bunch of swimwear from Nasty <laughs> that you probably designed like no, in the past. <laughs> probably some, uh, the reason for some pretty crazy tan lines. <laughs> like caging. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What were some of, like, your favorite pieces or, like, moments from that time? Uh, I think that just being able to, like, build that department was mm-hmm. really exciting. So uh, you were, like, they didn't have a swim or a lingerie department. Did you, like, no. spearhead that whole department? Yeah, so they had a buyer, to be clear. Like, it wasn't like they didn't carry swimmer. They yeah. did, but they bought it all. And it wasn't, like, in-house Nasty no, it Gal. wasn't by Nasty Gal. It was by other brands. They had carried, like, for Love and Lemons and yeah. kind of those kind of things. They didn't have that, or they didn't have in-house lingerie, but they were seeing, uh, they had their own in-house apparel they had just launched, and they were seeing that their swim and lingerie was doing really well. Mm -hmm. So it was just exciting to be like four years experience and go to a company where people that were 20 years older than I was in some case were being, or maybe 15, I guess nobody at the whole company was 20 years older than me, (laughs) but they would say like, well, you're the expert, Sarah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Am I the expert? I feel like a teenager. So you probably learned like so So much. much. I mean, we had to like find factories and, and, and do all the, I was leading all the fittings. I had I had learned so much and I thought I knew a lot, but working there, I just learned so much more about the big picture of the yeah. business because I worked really closely with the buying team and I learned a lot about margins. I wasn't just like in my design silo. I yeah. was kind of allowed to learn about the rest of the business. But when we would have our quarterly office all hands meetings, I remember a couple of times Sophia was announcing that like swim was like the top performing category. It was like May or June. And I just was like, wow, like swim outperformed like dresses and shoes one month. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so that was like a pretty exciting moment. I felt like, well, like I started a multi-million dollar category. Yeah. And that's, I think when I was like, you know what, like I've got to start my own thing on the side because I think I have the skills now to do it. And did they allow you to start your own thing on the side? I didn't really ask like that. Well, what I did was I had a freelance job lined up that was like 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And so I put in my notice at Nasty Gal and I was like, I'm really sorry, but like, I just, I didn't, I, I was single and I, I had a dog. But other than that, I had a lot of spare time. And I was like, I'm in my 20s. Like, I should be working my ass off. And I have way too much time to like hang out at the neighborhood bar. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I could do this job. So and you five others. So you weren't just like, I have a great job. I'm just going to coast. Like, this is my dream job. And I have so much extra time. You're like, no. I want to work more. And, like, no, because I already ran the department. So like, I, and it's since like, I what only else did do? swim, they couldn't, it wasn't like I'm going to get promoted to like 
CEO with only swimwear yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. And there already was a CEO. Yeah. I'm sure it was like oh, a lot more experience than I was. It wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of room to grow. Um, so I just said like, hey, like I want to start my own line. I'm going to take this other job. Like I, this is my notice. And I was like, if you need, before you find someone, I can like on, on an hourly scale do, do the design work still and just like pop in for the meetings. And at first it was temporary and then it just became the way we worked. So it was kind of awesome because I still got to do my entire job as well as my new job and start at Sidway. And I was like up till two in the morning. Oh my God, I can't imagine. Making bank and like launching my company and all the money I was making, I was putting it into my brand and buying the inventory and, you know, learning how to use Shopify and, you know, domains and (laughs) taxes yeah. <laughs> all those Packaging. things that you're like it's like sounds so fun to like start your own thing you're like wait th- this these are all the things I have to deal with yeah yeah like, so what year was that when you decided to kind of start your own thing 2016 and okay. then we launched in 2017 okay cool yeah. um so you had like been working on nasty gal for a couple of years how long did you do like both at the same time about a year and what was like that motivating factor where you're like, I have to like dedicate full time to uh, Sidway? I think for me, I just really wanted to, I felt like, and, and this isn't really true, like my clock wasn't ticking in the way that, but I think we all sort of have this feeling of like, oh my God, I'm getting older and I need to set my life up like for adulthood. Yeah. And I think I just felt like, I, I hope that I need someone and I hope I get married soon and I have a kid soon. And I don't want to be relying on someone else to make sure I get maternity leave and make sure I have enough money and if I get let go then I'm screwed and I just want to have control and I want to own something that I feel like I can build mm-hmm. and have ownership of and have flexibility um, and that's kind of what I have now. I mean, it's been it's been a really fun journey and it's by no means like the world's biggest company but it's enough for me and it's, it's growing and I'm really enjoying it. So... D- because before you were having, like, you were working at Nasty Gal still and still doing it on your own, but did you feel like you weren't giving it, like, 110% since you still had to kind of split your time? Um, I think I always feel like that. Yeah. I think there's always that, like, as someone who's creative especially, there's always, like, oh, that could have been better, that could have been better. Mm-hmm. But no, because, I mean, I was actually even doing a third job working for a third company yeah. at that time. And, oh, actually a fourth. I was working for four companies. Oh, my God. Like like 10 or 15 Just designing for all those. Designing yeah. and, in some cases, um, overseeing the production and the whole, the whole development of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think I had more time. I didn't have a child. Yeah. And I at that point actually had met someone and we were in a really settled calm relationship where I felt like this is my partner we're going to be together for life and I can like calm down and I don't need to spend all my weeknights going on dates yeah and I don't need to sit and drink a bottle of wine with my friends three times a week yeah and it turns out I had a lot more time than I thought (laughs) (laughs) awesome so uh, 2017, you decide to go full force into your own brand, Sidway Swim. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what makes Sidway Swim unique. What are what's kind of like the vibe, the aesthetic, and why did you choose to go that direction? Because you had such a wide variety of, you probably designed like all sorts of things that may not even be your personal style. Yeah. Like, how did you choose the vision? So, what's been fun to me about designing is. 
I really love designing for a brand that is established and knows who they are because then it's like I don't have to think like who am I what do I want as a designer Uh and so I had basically just done that there were very few projects where I thought like oh I would wear that like a nasty gal we did some stuff where I was like that would be me but nasty gal was very strappy and cagey and overtly sexy and while I wore that stuff sometimes it wasn't really me Mm -hmm. and I did Nanette Laporte swim for a season and that was really cute but it's very mature and a little bit retro and it's very print heavy Mm -hmm. and that wasn't really me either and I just wanted I wanted some suits that worked for my body that felt sophisticated and trendy without being overly fussy and without being sporty I'm just like not a sporty person yeah I I don't I'm not fitnessy I I mean I try to work out sometimes but when I want to go to the pool I just want to have a really cute outfit and I want to like work in the water if I'm gonna go like jet skiing or some sort of really extreme water sport like I'm just gonna have to wear a different brand that's yeah. just not what I'm designing for I just want to like look real cute I just want to like <laughs> lay by the pool or the beach and like maybe like dip in once in a while when I'm too Same. hot <laughs> Same. I'm like I just need something that like is as cute as my outfit yes um so that was kind of just what I did and I think the look of it with the ties and the really shiny fabric and the high cut legs just kind of came out of what I'm wanting to wear right now mm-hmm. if, if in a few years they want to wear something different, the, the look of it will evolve. And I think that's something I learned from Nasty Gal is like we did the black strappy thing I think for too long. And when that wasn't what people were wearing anymore, we were still making it. And I yeah. think I'm trying to like be really aware of that with my own brand now is, okay, when the, when I'm feeling like I want to wear a different kind of swimsuit, like I should evolve with a brand. Like I can't get stuck and then become outdated. Yeah, totally. And what do you think are like some swimwear trends that we are going to be seeing in the near future uh so i think that i think we're getting back into prints we were having a real run of solid swimsuits being a thing everyone was wearing you know solid black solid white solid red that was like really the thing for a while that's like Um, all i bought last year yeah and the rib like the the subtle texture and the solid yes i think we're getting back to prints and i I think what's also changed about swim in the last like five to ten years is it used to be a very specific category that it evolved very slowly and now it is just as fast as apparel. So, fast. so it's like if you buy it's like a new every top, like you want a new swimsuit. Every like couple of months I feel like it's like a, a new look that like you have to have. And also now I think with like Instagram, oh, you God. can't I used to I remember when I was younger I would have like three bikinis and I would just wear them for like years on yeah. end. But now it's like I can wear this like two times if I like mm-hmm. take an Instagram photo in it, and it's like done. now it's dead. Like yeah. I can't wear it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. I think that um, I think it's been really you know that's the hard thing about Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's like I think it's like you used to be able. It used, it's like the new all your clothes are prom dresses now. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we we hope that people wear the swimsuits as often as they can, and like. You know, I'm trying to make stuff that people feel like can they they can incorporate it into their vacation look. Look, yeah. Uh, and have it not be, you know, like it used to be because it was like, oh, I've got my tri top and my tie side, and I think those are still important staples. But like that looks horrible on me. Yeah. I'm like a soft bodied person, so yeah. I don't want like a tiny string. That's that's exactly. I had like three swimsuits. They were all like the tie, like triangle bikinis, <laughs> yeah. and the tie on the side, or like that. Victoria's Secret push-up that everyone had, oh. and then Target knocked it off, and ev- all the teenagers had these, like, giant boobs at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. And it's, like, so that. much padding, and it's, like, I know what's going on You here. get out of the pool, and you're yeah. going to squish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
those trends are so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, so I think what I'm seeing coming up though is uh, we were really early '90s focused. I think we're seeing some '80s prints come in, and I think we're seeing some of that like late '90s lower straight cut kind of boy leg. I don't think that'll be as big of a trend as the high leg. But I think I see it coming, and I think it'll be good for the women that have, like, really long, flat stomachs. It's going to be great for people like me that have, like, short torsos. Well, yeah, because I I love that this, like, high-legged, high-waisted trend has been going on for a while because I'm like, it's so flattering flattering. for, like, I'm short with short legs. But, um, yeah, the, like, low-waisted whatever, I'm like, I got to, like, work my lower abs out more with this. I think that trend's just not going to be for everyone, like. Yeah. I look back at when we were all wearing like the Frankie B jeans. And yes. I think that was a bad time for most <laughs> <Bad> women. <laughs> Britney Spears did it and that was Where kind of like the, the button was like right above like your underwear. Yeah. The the zipper is like this long. Yeah. <laughs> I think my toddler's jeans have a longer fly. <laughs> oh my god. So what are some things that we can look out for at Sidway? Like, are you launching a new collection? What's, what are some fun things that we can look out for in whatever is coming up in the future? Uh, so we actually just launched um, some new stuff for 2020. I'm really excited about it. We found that, like, browns do really well for mm-hmm. us. We had this brown print with white dots that was... I think we were the first people to do the brown and white dot. And it really, like, put us on the map. And mm-hmm. so... This year, I'm trying to stay true to that and do more browns and ivories and blacks. So we did a, I think it's a tiger. It's kind of zebra-ish. Mm-hmm. So like, like a subtle, like neutral print. Yeah, it's an animal print, but it's it reads kind of like 90s Escada. It's, mm-hmm. it's ivory ground with black and brown subtle stripes. And I, I try to think of it like a modern day dynasty vibe. Like <laughs> it's a little understated safari, but it still yeah. feels very glamorous. Um, and then we did a solid brown that's a really shimmery, shiny copper. Mm-hmm. And that we did in our best selling bodies, which is our high waisted, high leg bottom yeah. and um, our square neck top. And then we also added scrunchies this year. Oh, which, nice. Um, I just think it's fun to like have a little accessory to tie back. Yes. Uh, and it helps us use some of our excess fabric and reduce their carbon footprint. So that's kind of nice too. Yeah, and I think that that like neutral, like brown vibe, I've seen that so much recently. And it's just so flattering yeah. when you're like getting a tan, you know, and like almost like every um, like skin tone, I feel like. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it kind of reads sophisticated. I don't know. Yeah. How to make people feel fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and we always ask all of our guests, what is your spark? Like, what is that thing inside you that, like, motivates you and, like, keeps you going? I think the need to be flexible and feel like I own something and then I have control over it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the healthiest drive, but that's (laughs) mine. (laughs) And, like, where do you see Sidway swim in the next, like, couple years? Like, what is, like, your vision for the brand going forward? I would love to – right now it's it's growing pretty fast, and I'm, I'm, like, really excited for it. So I feel like I have to kind of start planning. Mm-hmm. And what I would love to be able to do is to produce – to sell enough swimsuits that I can make enough revenue to produce more styles at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to – really grow our econ business you know we went last year we tried to do a lot of wholesale and it was really exciting but I think in the end with the margins and the sales reps fees and and the showroom or the trade shows it it just like kind of came out to be a loss 
Mm-hmm. So this year we're putting most of our eggs in the e-com basket. So like directly really from your website. Yeah, directly from our website. And I'm just seeing a much higher return. And I really like having that relationship with the customer directly. Like I do most of the emails and I'm right the one writing you that personal note. So if I don't, if, if you're emailing us or DMing me and you're saying, I'm a 32E and a 22 inch waist with 40 what? inch hips. I mean, you should see the. I'm like, damn girl, you, yeah. you got it. Uh, <laughs> what swimsuit should I get? Like, I love being able to answer those questions, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm just a control freak, but I, I just like want to have it all in my in yeah. the store if I can, or mm-hmm. as much of it as I can. Yeah, totally control yeah. over like your brand and like the direction that it's yeah. going. So. So we always gift all of our guests a spark Ooh. ring. So this is basically, if it's not your size, I, I can give you the proper one. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a little daily reminder um, of that oh, like spark so and that hustle. So if you look, if you're having a bad day or something's a little bit challenging, you can look down and kind of get that motivation. It's beautiful <laughs> and it fits. Yay! And if it doesn't, we can always send you a It picture. does. No, no, this is fine. I'll <laughs> take this one. Don't you worry. You're mine now. <laughs> and we think that jewelry, like the spark ring and all of that, can represent, you know, so much more than just like a piece of like a luxury item. There's a lot of like sentimental value that totally. can go into it. So we always ask everyone to bring a piece of jewelry that may be extra special to you. Yeah. Did you bring um, a piece to show us? I did, I did, I did my homework. Um, <laughs> okay, so this necklace. Uh, I was looking at that necklace, it was so cool. Thank I you. I love it. You know what's funny is we use, we've used it for a few photo shoots because it looks cute with the yeah. swimsuit. And I guess I'm not disappointed when most of the comments are about the jewelry, but I'm a little bit like, oh, sadly we don't sell jewelry. <laughs> But a lot of people have asked, like, where can I get that necklace? And, I mean, you can't really. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess you probably could get something like it created. But basically, um, my dad's parents uh, fled Nazi Germany, Jewish German. And when they came to the States and kind of started over, they had nothing and when they started to have a little bit they wanted to like get some things they could kind of invest in and like keep in the family mm-hmm. and so there was like a bicentennial bicentennial Canadian coin <laughs> and they they bought them and they were these gold coins and they kept them and then they gave them to their sons and they're older and my dad had had it and then this chain uh, my dad's girlfriend before my mom got for him <laughs> and my, my parents were on one of their first dates my mom was like why are you wearing a necklace you look stupid and well, who gave that to you your ex-girlfriend and she like playfully tugged on it but she broke it and so then when he got it fixed he was like here you could have this chain like you might as well have it now because I'm not allowed to wear it anyway yeah. <laughs> and um eventually my dad got the coin um got like this little frame put on mm-hmm. it and the little hoop and it's just been in my parents' household for a while, and I was like, oh, I'll take that. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so yeah, awesome. So there's, like, I love when there's, like, a family, like, history and story, yeah. and, like, it's an, it's an heirloom now that you could like, pass down. Completely. Yeah, I just got to not lose it. My parents yeah. all the time are like, you still have that necklace, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I still have it. Oh, my God, yeah, the pressure to, like, not lose it. <laughs> yeah, to, like, well, I saw it on Instagram. I hope that model doesn't have it. I'm like, no, I have it. I got it back. Oh my god, that's awesome. How would you describe like your jewelry kind of personal style? 
So I really like stuff that's noticeable. I'm a sucker for a compliment. <laughs> so I feel like if I don't get compliments on it, I get kind of like, oh, it wasn't really a good purchase. Um, but I, I like stuff that's kind of nostalgic and like 90s and mm-hmm. just a little bit quirky. So I don't know, with my wedding ring, I just went really basic. My husband was like, what do you want? Like, think of like what a child would draw when they draw an engagement yeah, ring. Yeah, Like a 90s gold band with like one stone. I was like, that's what I want. And that's kind of the beginning and the end of my diamond knowledge. <laughs> and that's what I got. And I love it. Um, but I like, And you can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I ever want to get like some trendy band, I can. But yeah, yeah. I just want something that's like not of the moment. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, I think I just like sort of nostalgic, quirky. I so know I know that you mentioned you like like tennis bracelets, right? And they're kind of like nineties and classic. So 90s I wear mine every I was single noticing day. that. It's beautiful. And this is like our tennis bracelet oh God, that this we is gorgeous. sell. And it's actually like really popular and I feel like yeah, it's something like it's a staple piece that you can have and it kind of like doesn't go out of style and if it is like a little bit you know reminds you of your mom or like the country club or whatever you can yeah. like stack it and like make some like funky stuff but i think it. if you're dressed cool yeah like, like you are it looks, <laughs> we're dressed like the same yeah so, like we both we're are dressed cool we're too. dressed really we're like really cool girls um, <laughs> but i think that it reads as like interesting and nostalgic and not like basic and it's something that you can also that you can pass down to and we have this like cool tennis that's gorgeous choker oh my god that's like a 90s dream yes so it's like a tennis um bracelet but as a choker and you can also like adjust the length if you want that is a dream yeah Imagine so this, this is like one like of Julia my favorite Roberts pieces. In yeah. Pretty Woman with yeah. a little dress. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah. It's like, oh. And you could like wear it with like your longer, like funkier necklaces. So yeah, these are gorgeous. Thank you. You guys do a great job. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, Very cool. I thought these were like perfect for like our '90s like classic. They're vibe. they're <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yeah. And they're exactly doing that job where they would go well with your swimsuits, right? Yeah, they totally <laughs> would. They're like glamorous and sophisticated. But there's a little bit of playfulness to them because yeah. it's like not what everybody is wearing. Yeah, it it's not like it a serious diamond necklace. It's yeah. kind of something that you can wear like with a t-shirt and jeans or in, you know, a dress totally. on a red carpet. Like your mother-in-law will think that's beautiful and your teenage babysitter will think that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. You know, it's kind of like the win-win. Yeah, totally. really beautiful pieces. Thank you. You're welcome. So you just launched your newest collection just launched our newest collection it's available where it's available on sidway.com sidway.com where can everyone follow you follow the new pieces keep tabs on all of your movements Uh, on instagram of course uh at sidway swim s-i-d-w-a-y-s-w-i-m And if you guys want to see all the beautiful pieces we were looking at today, check out our YouTube. We're at The Clear Cut. And of course, follow us on Instagram at The Clear Cut. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank this you was so, so much fun. Me. This was so fun. I didn't know what to expect, and I love this. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Tune in next week, and we'll see you soon. That was so amazing. I loved hearing about Sarah's journey and how she started her own swimwear line. If you guys want to see any of the beautiful jewels we are playing with, head over to our IGTV and our Instagram at The Clear Cut or our YouTube channel at The Clear Cut. And if you have any inspiring women that you love to see on our podcast, please send me a note on DMs at The Clear Cut. 
Thanks for tuning in and check us out every Monday to get inspired and sparkly.